What's up guys, Andrew here from Sharks Across Hollywood, the show that you were just about to listen to. I'm here with a disclaimer, because you're going to hear some outdated references that are at least a year old on this next episode, which we recorded in 2018. And it's also the first episode that The Rev edited, so go easy on them, alright? Enjoy the show. Fuck you! That's my name! So as I was saying before, Woo. as I was saying before we were recording, I did not force you to watch this movie twice. I merely suggested mm. you might want to because it's the kind of movie that I think bears rewatching to really get what's going on. Yep, still don't know. So before we get into it, this is Sharks Across Hollywood, and today we're doing The Dark Backward, which is a movie that I'm sure nobody's ever heard of before, but neither did I until he told me that it was a good idea that we should talk about it. Someone has heard of it before, because well, I heard of it from someone. Oh, okay. Well, it's directed by Adam Rifkin. came out in 1991 before he made anything that anybody had seen yet, I think. Adam Rifkin, director of Burt Reynolds' yeah. final movie. What, what what was it called again? The Last Movie Star or something The like Last that. Movie Star. I wrote that down in my notes, because I thought that was interesting, because right after Burt Reynolds died, this is only like a week after Burt Reynolds passed, so it's not going to be released very soon, but it'll, you know, whatever. I, I opened my Instagram and Kevin Smith is fucking crying. I'm like, oh, what? Hey, we all know we all know Kevin <laughs> Smith loves him some Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I just watched the last movie star and he's like sniffling. And I'm like, God damn it. This is a human being right here. I like this guy. I want to see it. I want to see the last movie star. I though. do too. Burt Reynolds is always a solid bet. If Burt Reynolds is in a movie, I'm, I'm down. You know what? I've never... <laughs> the only Burt Reynolds movie that I've ever actually watched all the way through was Cop and a Half when I was okay, a kid. Okay. I'm not a... saying he's never made a misstep. That's not... Oh, no. I'm that movie's a piece of shit. But I watched it when I was a kid and... <laughs> It was, it, everything was good when you were a kid. I think I was just a little too old for Cop and a Half when it came out. Oh, wait. I lied. When I got older, I did end up watching the original The Longest Yard, and I've seen the remake, too. So I've seen three of his movies. Okay. Wh- was it? I can't remember if I'm if I'm confusing this with another incident, but when The Longest Yard remake came out, Burt Reynolds was being interviewed by someone, and, <laughs> and it was like a... It was like a stand-up, you know, red carpet interview. And the person asked him about it and he said something about like, "Have you well, have you seen the original?" And the person said no, and I can't remember if he I I want this to be what happened <laughs> is is he just reaches up and smacks him in the face. I can see him doing that. The interviewer, he just smacked him in the face. We have to google that shit to now, see if it's and, true. And now I wonder, well, am I confusing that cuz I know there's the famous incident where a wrestler was being confronted with this is back when they were denying that it was scripted and stuff and he slapped an interviewer in the face and i remember watching that and thinking it was hilarious Do you remember who it was i don't it was a, it. it was a big guy but it was not someone i i he wasn't one of the big ones like in terms of name well okay 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 let me take that back he wasn't one of the ones that was big enough that i a casual viewer who basically only knew wrestling because of the hulk hogan cartoon which you know rock and wrestling rock and wrestling that's it i always forget it so like i know Hulk Hogan, I know Rowdy Roddy Piper, I know Andre the Giant and the Iron Sheik, and um, you're naming a bunch of dead people, you know. Yeah, that's about it. Those that's those are all the ones I know from the from old school uh, '80s wrestling. Now, obviously, that's not old old school. And I know Jerry Lawler. It's the golden age, I would call. And it. I know Andy Kaufman. Who's Andy Kaufman? Fuck you. <laughs> ah, we're having fun. 
I'm going to fucking say something. Oh, uh, Adam Rifkin. He directed one of my favorite movies. The director Which is? of this movie. Fucking Detroit Rock City. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, he did direct that. And I fucking love that movie to death. It's so stupid but it's great i've never actually seen it but i have read the script which i know is the most ass backwards way to go about it but yeah it was during a phase when i was reading a lot of screenplays i I had delusions of being a screenwriter and i I read the detroit rock city script and it was a really funny script i have to say and it's good it's well performed you know you don't have to ask kiss very many times to do something that'll make him money so yeah that's the truth like hey you want to be in a movie yeah sure why not will it give me money can i put my wife in it is there a paycheck in it that's pretty much all kiss needs to know and there it is we need to do that and that that's definitely on my list because that movie's great i love edward furlong i always will the dark backward i think marks the first movie with a repeat actor in it for us we've actually reviewed a movie with bill paxton, paxton. In it before, but i think that's the only actor we've reviewed more than R. one R. movie bill. with him you know the only actor that's been in more than one movie that we've reviewed so far no mcconaughey Paperboy, and frailty oh shit okay good Never mind. Well, well, technically, this is the first one for both of them, then. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't yeah, even think about I, fra- that. Frailty, yeah. frailty is the meeting point of those two. Yeah. Where's Kevin Bacon? Yeah, that's weird. We haven't watched a Kevin Bacon movie yet. I was just thinking of Six Degrees of Separation, and everybody can get back to Kevin Bacon somehow. Oh, I don't think it'd be hard to get back to Kevin Bacon. I'm not I'm not good at that game, because <laughs> I have a shit memory, but there's pro- it's probably like one connection away. See, that's where I noticed that you bring the smart philosophy stuff, and I'm just like, I'm good for names and dates at least half the time. So Don't sell yourself short man you brought us an entire month of power rangers and the insightful commentary you provided will forever be forgotten by you (laughs) remain dropped into the recesses of my memory (laughs) and (laughs) i've already forgotten literally everything you said about power rangers oh it'll 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 come back around I know, I know. That's the point of it, though, is like, you give it to me once, I'm not going to remember it. But the next time, it'll seem familiar. I'll feel like we've <laughs> been there before. Give me six or seven more years of, of Power Rangers month, and, and then I'll be good. Oh, dude, we can so make that happen. But that shit's over. We're going to... Mm. It's going to get... The it, pain in your face, as you said, that shit's over, like... Well, <laughs> You're just, because, you're just like, it's another year before I get to do it again. God because, damn it. No, it's because now I have to find something to say about this movie. And Well, I've got plenty that's to hard say about this movie. for me because anyone who hasn't seen this movie, I don't know why you'd be listening to this because that's actually a good starting point i wanted to say i wanted to say that it really don't listen to this podcast if you haven't watched the movie because it's not the kind of movie you want to go in with a bunch of expectations the best way to watch it is having no fucking clue what you're about to see that happened to me but let's tell them what it's about for all the girlfriends whose boyfriends are making them listen to this weird shit because i guarantee it's that if anybody actually listens to this at some point yeah i don't know i'm (laughs) I'm still i'm still on the fence about that one i kind of feel like we're shouting into the ether but okay We'll play the let's pretend game. Yeah, I I am pretending. You have to pretend. It's like being a comedian on stage. If you want to do it, you just got to assume that you're fucking killing when nobody's laughing at all. Hey, look at that. Speaking of. I brought it it around. This movie is about a comedian, and I didn't even mean to do that. Uh, It's Judd Nelson, and he is a comedian. The legend. Yes. Playing very much against type, I think. Oh, yeah. Big time. With a a hunched over little dork who is not funny at all. And he plays it so well. He does. He, I mean, he he just fucking nails this guy. I feel like I could blow him over with a fart. And he has a hot girlfriend, which doesn't make sense, being how dorky he is. Lara Flynn Boyle, back when she hadn't destroyed herself with plastic surgery. That shit will kill you. 
Yeah. It won't kill you. It'll just make you ugly. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like she could have aged really well, but the plastic surgery just like she just went crazy with it. Michael Jackson is the perfect example of why you don't get plastic surgery, guys. I don't think, you know, like a little tiny touch uh, a plastic surgery here and there is one thing. But man, she just like, have you have you seen a picture of her I, lately? I haven't. It's <laughs> catastrophic. It makes Lindsay Lohan look human. Oh, yeah. I was bummed out when I was watching the Mae Young Classic, which is uh, a WWE thing. It's an all female tournament. I say tournament in quotes but one of my favorite female wrestlers was in it. Her name's Madison Rain. She's wrestling as Ashley Rain in the WWE because copyrights, whatever. Sounds so much like a porn name. They all do. She's from TNA, which is which was total of nonstop course. action of wrestling. Of course, she's from TNA. Yep. They changed it to. I think it still has the TNA brand attached to it, but it's now Impact Wrestling because they're trying to be a little more family friendly. <laughs> but she was one of my. She was my. She was my first. Like she was my first wrestling crush. Nice. And she is still attractive. But she has had a lot of work done on her face. It's not detrimental to her looks yet, so I hope she stops now. Yeah, Miss, your your real name's Ashley, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you, Ashley. Stop. She is listening for sure. Please, I, mean, I, please I, I feel like the entirety of professional wrestling is listening right now. Divorce your sort of douchey husband because nobody likes him anyways. And I'm totally on board with that. I'm not joking. I don't know <laughs> who he is. I don't know who he is, but I don't know who he is. But if he's married to a wrestler, he's probably a douche. Uh, he's a he's an announcer, and several people are like, "Why is she married to him? She's one of the sweetest people in the world, and he's the biggest douche I've ever met." <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like every relationship I've had, basically. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I know the feeling though. It's fine. But uh, getting getting back to the plot of the movie. So Judd Nelson is a is a very bad comedian, and he's a dork, and he doesn't stand up straight, and it bugged me the whole time, as it should. <laughs> And eventually... And he's covered in sweat. The whole time. Every fucking second of this movie. That is what would happen to me. Okay, if I was up there trying to do that shit. So I I don't blame him. In fairness, everyone (laughs) in this movie is covered in sweat the entire movie. This is the sweatiest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, we'll we'll get to some other weird people. Okay, I won't spoil spoil the rest, though. Okay, go go ahead. Oh, boy. You're you're nailing it. So Judd Nelson is named Marty Malt, by the way, which I kind of like. But eventually, he gets this little boil on his back that just keeps on getting bigger and bigger until a tiny hand pops out of it and everybody freaks out why do you have a tiny little hand and it it's like a baby hand and uh bill paxton puts his finger in it and it grabs him like a little baby which is disturbing all on its own and then he wakes up and it's a hand well not the next not day. the next day it takes a couple days i guess movie time yeah <laughs> and then eventually an entire arm grows out of his back for no fucking reason whatsoever I was at least expecting, like, because they're garbage men and they're hanging out in the fucking dump and stuff, I was at least expecting a Toxic Avenger sort of thing. <laughs> or, like, him to split into two and, and, like, another person is literally growing out of his back. But, nope, the arm just is there. And then, all of a sudden, oop, it's not. And there's no remnants of it whatsoever. And Wayne Newton's just like, hey, go fuck yourself. We'd whoa, rather whoa, have whoa. The you, just, you, just, you, just, you just stepped past a huge huge plot point here you just threw out wayne newton's name as if everybody expected him to be in this movie <laughs> that's why well, that's why I it's did it. judd nelson and bill paxton so clearly wayne newton's gonna be there i don't want to yep. minimize the impact of wayne newton on this movie because he has the most impactful scene in the entire movie which scene is that the final scene the scene where they're calling uh they're calling 
oh my god, I fucking forgot his name. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. They're calling Rob Lowe, who also makes a very brief appearance in this movie. To Hollywood. They're calling California. Rob. They're calling Rob Lowe, and he's terrified because Marty no longer has the arm. His acting in that scene is the best acting in this movie by a huge stretch. Yeah. He was completely convincing in that. And I did I am so shocked because Bill Paxton and Rob Lowe and Judd Nelson and Laura Flynn Boyle, all of these are actors who are known for acting. And Wayne Newton is fucking Wayne Newton. He's known for being a <laughs> Vegas showman and having what looks like one continuous tooth across the front of his mouth. And because his teeth are so even. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's fucking killing it with the he's so goddamn convincing in that scene. I was actually really surprised that he was such a good actor myself. Yeah. He fucking blew me away. You want to talk about his mustache? I, I don't think that's... Well, I mean, I guess if, you, if ladies call those things they draw on their faces eyebrows, you can call that a mustache. Because in one scene, he has the little pencil mustache, and then the next scene, he doesn't have a mustache at all. And then in another scene, he has the Hitler, and then that disappears, and then he has the pencil mustache again. Oh, well, And, and, then and in a, one scene, yeah. the pencil mustache is crooked. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, then in the final scene when he's breaking down, he puts his face in his palms and when he comes up, he has wiped the mustache off and only the greasy remnants of it. Oh, are shit. There. I didn't even notice that. Yes. So I, it, I just so, felt bad for Marty at that so, point. So, so, so hmm. clearly they had embraced that it was a drawn on mustache. Well, I don't, I don't yeah. think anybody was trying to get away with the idea that it was real. This wasn't a Groucho <sighs> Mark situation. What the fuck was Adam Rifkin smoking when he came up with this shit? I don't know, Probably a but lot. I would like to try it. It's like, hey, let, let's have this weird plot that fucking goes nowhere and then... Okay, (laughs) all right. Now, this is part of the reason that I said I think you should watch it twice because the second time through, I kind of started to figure out what this movie's about. This movie's like Repo Man in the sense of there is a subtext there that is strong, but at the same time is obscured by a very, very strange story that seems to go nowhere. I made the Repo Man comparison in my head too. It's like like the real world, but only kind of. Yeah, I mean, it, it clearly exists in a heightened reality. I I actually said to my son, and we're, again, if you haven't watched it, what the fuck are you still listening for, okay? Anyway, I I said to my son after the final scene when Judd Nelson is finally able to get a laugh at the comedy club, I said to him, I got it. This movie exists in a universe so dark that only tragedy gets a laugh because he starts finally opening up about himself. But that's actually what led me to understanding where the movie's coming from. The movie is like the story of stand-up comedy and the struggle to be a stand-up comic in that he's going through this stage where he's no good. He's not getting laughs. Maybe he's maybe he's actually getting paid, but nobody's laughing at the material. Nobody's connecting with it the way he wants them to. But if you listen to the jokes he tells, they're just jokes. They're, there's no honesty in them. Yeah, no, I noticed that like a, comedians don't go on stage and tell like priest, minister, rabbi jokes. And that's exactly what he was doing. He was getting up there and he, and yeah, and his big moment was where he constructed a very traditional priest, minister, rabbi. That I still don't fucking get, by no, the way. No, it's, it's nonsensical, <laughs> but that's the whole point. He's not any good. But then in doing what he's doing, he develops a special something that no one else has. A third arm. That a moves, third arm. And it's a super third fucking arm. creepy. I honestly, I think the third arm is a metaphor for like a catchphrase oh like that's his shtick is his third arm here's your sign like you might be a redneck uh you know get her done those guys were becoming very very famous right at that period when this movie was made so the the third arm is basically it's his catchphrase you know there's a scene where he tells these horribly awkward jokes (laughs) 
And then Bill Paxton starts playing his accordion and he sticks his arms out and twirls in the most awkward, <laughs> uncomfortable way possible. <laughs> And it's what gets him attention. And it's not necessarily good attention because, again, the person getting the catchphrase laughs isn't getting an honest laugh. So he's not getting what he wants from the audience, but he is working. He is getting more jobs. He is sellable now. But he's not doing what he wants, which is to get real laughs. So so he's, he's able to attain notoriety. He's able to get on TV. And then he gets his big break moment. On the Twinkie Geezer show or whatever. No, it's uh. Well, let me see. <laughs> what, what is it, it called? The, the Twinkie <laughs> Twinkie Doodle. Twinkie, the Twinkie Doodle. Doodle show. Who I just assume is a child molester because absolutely look at it and Good singing God. that song, telling the kids to stick their tongues on their shoes or whatever. <laughs> how about that? How about those paper masks on the adults in the audience? Holy fucking shit! The first time I saw one of those, I almost shit my pants. This movie's fucking weird. I yeah. No, it's super. Mm. It's super bizarre. The Twinkie Doodle Show. There is definitely child molesting going on on that show on a regular basis. It's so fucking creepy. Yeah. You ever you ever seen uh the movie about the drugs? There are so many of them. Um, <laughs> With uh, with the guy from 30 seconds to mars oh uh requiem for a dream requiem for a dream it's like all the all the all the drug scenes in that movie i hate that you refer to him as the guy from 30 seconds (laughs) i couldn't remember his name that is the shittiest (laughs) possible way to reference him by the way he is a good actor this whole movie is kind of like watching like bits and pieces of them tripping on drugs in that movie yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll give you that. I had the thought when I was watching it and I shared it the first time I watched it. I was watching it with a good friend of mine and had the thought, this is like if David Lynch and John Waters collaborated on a movie. There you go. That Okay, that's the perfect explanation. Also, by the way, 30 Seconds to Mars is amazingly bad. Never mind, they're not good. I can't even make that joke. No, no, they're they're absolutely <laughs> terrible. Speak thirty seconds of Mars sidebar. Um, when Ryan Gosling first formed his band, Dead Man's Bones, are you familiar with them? No, I'm gonna look them up now. He, he came out with an album. He formed a band with, uh, I guess, is Rachel McAdams's sisters boyfriend or something like that i could be getting that wrong they formed a band and ryan gosling is my favorite actor he is my one gay crush i would totally switch for him in a second if he ever wanted to um which he he won't because he could do way better than me but the point is if he ever but what if he does if he if he ever wants this he can totally have it anytime he'd be the really buff cub in the cub club But my point is, I'm a huge Ryan Gosling fan. And then I, uh, a friend of mine was like, oh, did you hear he, uh, he, he's he got a band now? And all I could think was 30 Seconds to Mars. 30 Seconds to Mars. Like, fuck. He's going to pull a Jared Leto and just make <laughs> some shit music. And then I listened to the album, and it's fucking brilliant. It's one of my favorite albums of all time now. So everybody go listen to Dead Man's Bones. There yes, you go. if you haven't listened to Dead Man's Bones, listen to it. It's like hipster horror doo-wop with a children's chorus. That sounds fucking weird. Yeah, and it's I weird like it. and it's awesome. Obviously, us being weird horror fans, that would appeal to us in some way. <laughs> so anyway, that's just my... Okay, sorry. You said 30 Seconds to Mars, and then I had to tell my 30 Seconds to Mars thought. I like it. At least you didn't bring up choreography this week. Speaking of choreography, if you haven't read Choreography by Corey Feldman, arguably the greatest child actor of all time, go out and pick up your copy at Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com and, and use code uh, IBLOWCORY for 10% off. Don't forget your copy of the Satanic Bible, too. You're going to need it. It's a perfect companion piece to choreography. No. Mind I, comp. Throw that one on there, too. <laughs> I love you, Corey. Please call me. Please. We're just we're just kidding. Where were 
What sort the of. fuck were we talking about before 30 uh, Seconds to Mars? John Waters and David Lynch That's right. making a movie together? If John Waters and David... <laughs> I, I also... I, I watched it again with my son this morning because I had to watch this movie twice. And uh, I kind of have to stand in awe of a movie that makes John Waters' Baltimore look pristine <laughs> by comparison. This movie is so scuzzy and filthy. <laughs> I just started writing down adjectives as I was watching. <laughs> Greasy, filthy, disgusting, foul, sweaty, moist, germ-infested, infectious, plague-ridden. And then I found the one that was the one I was really looking for. Grimy. Why are you talking about those chicks that way? This movie is just grimy in the best way possible. Oh, you just stepped right over my, my mean joke to those big ladies in the movie. Those ladies were grimy. Bill Paxton was <laughs> grimy. Judd Nelson was grimy. Laura Flynn Boyle was grimy. This is the grimiest movie I've ever seen. What the fuck is Bill Paxton's problem? I know he can act. Why does he keep on doing this? Like all these roles where he does nothing but yell and scream and just be overall obnoxious? Well, keep in mind, this is right. He was coming off of the one-two punch of Near Dark and Aliens, and they had done really well for him oh and i guess that's exactly what he did in those movies too huh yeah like, and so they kind of game over man my guess my guess is adam rifkin was just like yeah do that shit only yeah. the entire fucking movie like no the, bill paxton there is no subtlety to, to bill paxton's performance you're so funny <laughs> i'm gonna eat moldy chicken and lick this corpse's boobs <laughs> Oh, the necrophilia scene. That was very strange because it never comes back to it. It's just a moment of glimpsing Gus's character. Yep, that was one of those things where I'm like, are they like in hell or something? <laughs> and then and then at the end of the movie, like Marty is dead and everybody leaving him there means he's dead and they, they're still alive, but they're just like leaving him. Maybe it's purgatory. Yeah, I did, I did get a Casablanca feel a little bit with that because I, oh, I was that's smart. Oh, that's, yeah. that's right, your Casablanca conspiracy theory yeah that they're all in purgatory yeah the nazis are like the devil so because of his gimmick he succeeded but at the same time he's still pure as greasy and grimy and filthy and unlikable as everyone in this movie is and marty is just as greasy and grimy and he might be unlikable but he's pure he hasn't given himself into gus's unquenchable lust for fame <laughs> or uh what's his name jerry chrome Jimmy Chrome. Yeah, uh, something. Anyway, something Wayne like Newton's yes. character <laughs> and Wayne Newton's character's lust for fame and even Lara Flynn Boyle's character who only really shows any regret over the breakup of the relationship after he shows up on TV and is a big hit. And then he sees her crying in the cafe. Mouth breathing all over the window. Yeah. Probably and popping a boner. Then. Up to that point, he is still pure in himself. His integrity hasn't been compromised. But then Gus convinces him to dump Jerry I'm going to say it's Jerry. I'm just going to commit to Jerry, even if it's Jimmy, to dump Jerry when they get to Hollywood. And he feels like it's the wrong thing to do, but Gus convinces him and he goes, you know what? Okay. And then wakes up the very next morning and his arm is gone. The thing that made him special is gone. And I shed a tear. I did. And then, of course, Gus takes his fame and him and Jerry go off to the coast and get famous and successful. And he's stuck in the final scene is in the nightclub. And he and he comes in and, he, and for once he doesn't do his jokes. For once he opens up about himself and his own foibles and his own failings. And he actually gets his first honest laugh. 
foibles is a weird word. And then he's able to translate that into humor because it does end with him doing jokes, mm-hmm. but he's doing jokes that are honest and about himself and his own experience. Why won't they take me in the army? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's stupid, but the point is for the first time in his life, he's getting an honest laugh. Yeah, his mom wouldn't even laugh at him out of sympathy. <laughs> Speaking of which, that scene where he's on the Twinkie Doodle show and his mom switches over to that Tom and Jerry <laughs> and then Tom fucking chops Jerry and. <laughs> half with that cleaver <laughs> he starts screaming and his guts are falling out <laughs> i watched it with my son and we're both you know kind of uncomfortably laughing at, at, at his <laughs> shtick and then it cuts to that and and then he does that where he chops him in half my son just goes jesus christ <laughs> and we both start howling laughing it's just <laughs> that is another one of those things. This movie's so fucking weird. Can't, can't even like. I liked Repo Man a lot. I, I appreciated that weirdness. This one just made me feel grimy. Like yeah, like you it, know, oh, it it's looks, a very it's a very grimy movie. Every time Bill Paxton opened his fucking mouth, every time he ate something, it's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then of course, of course, he has to be the guy that goes, "Hey, uh, Laura Flynn Boyle, you wanna you wanna you wanna fuck?" She's like, "No, no, 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 come on, no, no, you know, come on, you wanna? I know you do, no." Five no's and a yes is still a yes, I guess. So No, it was stop. Stop. No. Stop. <laughs> no. Stop. No. Stop. No. And then oh, and then creepy. she's fucking all over him. It's like oh yeah. It was that is such a creepy ass scene. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. No. It was definitely the can't, early nineties. Can't, can't support that philosophically. Don't fight it. Yeah, I put that on there on my notes. Uh, and, speaking of the uh, speaking of the comparison to Repo Man, how about Blump's brand? Yeah, and I was I was thinking that too, and I forgot to put that in my notes. But yeah, there's they even the, found that like the nastiest possible name for something Blumps. There's Blumps instead of what was it in Repo Man? Just like food. Yeah, it, and, no, in Repo beer, Man, every everything was just generic, the brand name yeah. was itself. It was like beer. Drink. <laughs> when they bought the six pack of drink. Blumps. Blumps. I, I I wrote down every single one I spotted. Blumps cheddar scented cheese. What cheddar does that mean? Cheese. That is weird. Squeezable bacon, yeah. pork juice, scar away. And then uh, of of course uh there was one I, I missed. It was right at the end. I think it said weasel sauce. <laughs> What the fuck? But of course, yeah. th- then there's my favorite, Lemon Fresh Suppositories. Blumps Lemon Fresh Suppositories. Why do they need to be lemon fresh if they're going up your ass? <laughs> what do they do besides be lemon fresh? That's the <laughs> hilarious part to me. I don't know. They make your fart smell good, maybe. Yeah. yeah we need those. I need those. It's like, it's like febreezing the room every time you crack one off. I do that, but it's like the opposite. What's the opposite of febreezing? Crop dusting. That's what I've heard it referred to as. Yeah, yeah. There's chemtrails, everybody. Speaking of <laughs> oh my God, planes and chemtrails. I had the kids convinced for a while that it, that it was chemtrails. And so they'd take it to school. The earth is flat and the planes, they have chemtrails. I'm like, ah, I got them to say it at school. That's just disturbing because <laughs> they're going to eventually find out you were joking, but those other kids aren't. No, because those other kids don't have parents. I mean, we can we can safely assume that they're not as open with their kids as we are because I don't give a shit. The worst part is if they are institutionally raised, you know they're just going to grow up with a deep distrust of the government anyway, and then they're going to be thinking chemtrails and flat earth. So that's just going to exacerbate the problem. See, now we're, we're very open with the kids, but I was watching Rambo 4 yesterday and I was awake and nobody else was awake and then they decided to wake up right when all the shit started. Have you seen that fucking movie? 
and Rachel sits down and she's like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "Oh, Rambo." It's it's yeah. And then the kids come down and people's throats start getting ripped out and they get blown up and they're getting raped and fucking. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Okay, you guys get out of here. I want to watch this. Leave me alone." <laughs> like i don't care what they watch tell them it's a horror movie they don't like horror movies that seems to run them off pretty fast oh god yeah everybody in this house hates i mean it's kind of a horror movie if you think about it it's fucking horrifying going on over in burma is and it's fucked up actually real and then doesn't get get a lot more horrifying than that Uh, stallone talks about it like it's this philosophical craziness in the commentary like everything he says is so i've never listened to the commentary he sounds so smart about everything but it was like what the fuck dude Like, Rocky, you can do that. You can get all sentimental and shit. What are you doing? And even the first Rambo movie, but this shit's too serious. Anyways, Rambo has nothing to do with anything except the fact that it came out in the 80s, like The Breakfast Club, which is the movie that we all know Judd Nelson from. Yeah, he kind of stole the show in that one. Also, Emilio Estevez. Even though he's a huge douche. That's the way I like him. And every once in a while, he says things with the inflection of Bender. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's weird coming out of this character. It is so bizarre to contrast those characters and just be like, how the fuck? <laughs> it's only six years ago. How did we get here? Were you as disturbed by the garbage collecting scenes Probably. as I was? Yes, I was. I've watched this movie with two separate people, my friend Jonathan and my son, and they both, independent, I was thinking it, but I didn't say anything, and they both brought it up and were like, dude, <laughs> these scenes are just bumming me out, man. Like, watching them collect garbage is just disturbing. <laughs> it's all falling out the back of the truck. And they're, they're making zero progress. <laughs> and he's eating the garbage. If anything, they're making the streets dirtier by their method of garbage collection. The scene the scene <sighs> that kills me is Judd Nelson, who carries himself like the Quap guy <laughs> in those garbage collection scenes. Are you familiar? You're familiar with Quap? Nope. <laughs> It's a video game where this <laughs> character just has no coordination because you're controlling each of his limbs independently. Oh God. Sounds awful. And and it's fucking hilarious, but Judd Nelson cannot control his bodily <laughs> movements properly in these scenes. And then Bill Paxton is like almost actively dragging garbage out of the dump truck and smearing it. There's a scene where Judd Nelson finally gets a big pile of garbage jammed in there. And then along comes Bill Paxton with this conflagration of wires and shit and throws it on top of it, dragging everything immediately <laughs> back out onto the street. And, <laughs> and these scenes, they they don't I'm sure that they don't go on for very long but they feel fucking eternal having to watch them do this. <laughs> yeah, there was something very like unsettling about it, right? <laughs> But then I'll, I will keep going back to this forever that he keeps on taking stuff out of the garbage and fucking eating it. He's yes. creepy. Gus is one of the most disgusting characters ever created. And he yells a lot and it's annoying. He only... Shut he, up. He, he, he seems to only have one setting and that's absolute hysteria. I say that as I'm fucking yelling about it too. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, clearly the character affected you. Yes. I think this, you know... In a not good way. So. <laughs> Well, you know what they say about any press is good press. I just It just made me want to watch Weird Science, where he's a character that I actually enjoy watching. All right. Another thing I thought was very strange about this movie, it, it, it was just strange and off-putting. I mean, obviously, Dr. Scurvy is sort of strange and off-putting himself, and James Caan really, which to see James Caan in this role, and at this point, he's already done the Godfather movies. He's a huge star, you know, or, or no, I guess he was only in the first one, but he's a huge star. James Caan, James Caan was not a 
Bill Paxton or a Judd Nelson where where they you know they had like a big movie but then they kind of you know maybe Bill Paxton was just picking it up and Judd Nelson was kind of like he'd been really famous seven years earlier and now was kind of like on his way to home video and Laura Flynn Boyle hadn't quite hit yet she had done Twin Peaks I think at this point and that was about it maybe Wayne's World was still around the corner and James Conn is a huge star and he's playing this psychotic doctor but then here here's the thing that really weirds me out about that the first scene with him in particular his sex offender nurse who molests <laughs> Judd Nelson looks like Katy Perry a little bit huh yeah I mean yeah. she really looked like Katy Perry to me it was weird and now that you, you bring it up we're watching Raising Hope she looks like Katy Perry from Raising Hope who is a prison guard and she's all she has this weird big 80s bushy hair and this fucked up teeth I did not know Katy Perry was in Raising Hope she's in one episode I only ever saw one episode of that and she like fucks with people like hey do you remember me I remember you and then it turns out like after all the torture she put this person through she didn't actually go to the same school she just wanted to fuck with them because like right at the end well, of the now episode I, now I feel like maybe I need to watch this show it's a good show but it's only that one episode that she does that it's super fucking weird and creepy <laughs> and me and Rachel both decided that and it's like Katy Perry's weird we don't like her sorry Katy but you know seriously go fuck yourself dead silence after the after the celebrity insult I like wow, it you, I mean just like go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> like got super aggressive there at the end. Eye of the Tiger and all that bullshit. She can handle it. I don't know. She says that in her song. Then I'm just like, That's she is a-, a champion, and you are gonna hear her roar. You stole that shit from Survivor. Yeah. Well, you know, they kind of made it into an idiom, and it's synonymous with Rocky, even though it didn't come out until Rocky Three. Really? Yeah. yeah, I know. God, I always think of Rocky, and I've only ever seen Rocky One. Seriously, see that, that it's that fucking song. What about uh, Burning Heart? Do you ever do you ever hear that one? It's also a Survivor song, but it's in Rocky Four. I'm not a huge Survivor fan. Well, me neither. But I like those two songs because fucking Rocky. I don't even like Eye of the Tiger. <sighs> what is going to happen when we get to Rocky 3, which will happen, because I love Rocky so much that all seven of those fucking movies, they deserve their own episodes. I don't know. I worry that you're a fan of Rocky like so many people are fans of Star Wars. I'm a very different kind of fan from the average fan. Like, for example, when it comes to Star Wars. Now, of course, all the Star Wars fans were pissed with the sequels. There were no Star Wars fans of our generation, mind you who walked away going, oh, those were just brilliant. But here's the difference between me and the majority of Star Wars fans. The majority of Star Wars fans went and saw The Phantom Menace, and I admit, when I saw The Phantom Menace, I walked out, like, kind of conflicted, you know, <laughs> like maybe I'd just been molested and was trying to come to terms with it, and I was like, well, it, well that wasn't too bad. It was it was, it was, was okay, you know. It, it wasn't everything I wanted it to be, but I, it, it was Star Wars, <laughs> you know. But then, after thinking about it and processing it, I realized, that I had been taken advantage of and I was not happy with this situation. (laughs) And so guess what? I didn't fucking pay to see the second one. George Lucas kind of Bill Paxton to you, didn't he? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and when I walked away from it and and I finally processed how I felt, I said, you know what? I'm not going to fucking pay to see the second one. I'll watch it if it's for free, but that's it. And so one day back in the glory days of Hollywood video, when they had guaranteed in <laughs> stock, if you remember guaranteed in stock, nope. they had certain titles that were guaranteed to be in stock. And if they weren't, you could get a voucher and you would be able to watch them for free. And I went in and sure enough, Star Wars episode to Attack of the Clones was not in stock and so I got my voucher and then I watched it for free and I said nope not gonna watch the third one and I fucking didn't <laughs> that's call. the difference I don't go back to the guy who keeps taking advantage of me well 
it's a lot harder for some people. So here's the thing. I love Rocky, and I'm willing to give Rocky 2 a chance, and I'm willing to give Rocky 3 a chance, and I'm willing to give Rocky 4 a chance. But if I give Rocky 2 a chance and it's a piece of shit, guess what? I'm not watching Rocky 3. Oh, oh, we're watching Rocky 3 because they're all fucking great. Rocky 5 kind of sucks. The other ones are all really good. Well, that's not, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not being like a weirdo about it. I legitimately think they're actually good movies. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm totally willing to give him a chance. I adore Rocky. The original Rocky is one of the greatest movies of all time, and I will stand by that until the day I die. I fucking love that movie. Having said that, I'm not going to watch the character of Rocky get shit on by a bunch of money interests and ruin that franchise. I'm not going to watch it happen. So if it starts to happen, <laughs> guess who's checking out early? This guy right Stallone here. Stallone wrote and directed all of them. I am so. aware of that. I am aware of that. I am also aware of the fact that Stallone isn't as good a writer as he tries to pretend he is. But he was the, he was the sole writer on all he, those movies. Okay. So, All right. It, yeah. it wasn't just him like inserting himself in the writer's credit thing. Yeah. And, you know, and granted, the original Rocky was a brilliant example of writing. It, it was a brilliant example of everything, really. It was a brilliant example of writing, of acting, of directing. Everything about that movie is amazing. So I recognize that Stallone has ability and I am willing to give it a chance. I'm just telling you, I'm letting you know beforehand that if it starts to look <laughs> like he's ruining the franchise, which I do not put it past him to do, I'm not going to watch it go down in flames. <laughs> I, I, I can honestly tell you, like, like from, from a non-fanboy sort of thing, it took me a while to actually, like, enjoy some of these movies just because I'm a fucking weirdo. Rocky 3 and Rocky 4 are both kind of dumb 80s action-y type of movies with very simple plots, but they're still fucking great. I don't have own, a problem with dumb. Way. I don't okay. have a problem with dumb. I don't have a problem with action. I love First Blood. First Blood is a genuinely great movie. First Blood is everything you want it to be. It's honest. It addresses a genuine social issue. It's deep. It's intelligent. It's action-packed, solid performances all around. It's a great movie. I love it. I also love Rambo First Blood Part 2 because it's a giant steaming piece of shit that is fucking hilarious from start to finish. <laughs> okay, and it, that did not happen to the Rocky series, but I understand that kind of thing. Rocky Five is where the series, like, Stallone hates that fucking movie. Isn't that the one he made with his son? Yes. Like, Rocky Three and Four were like, hey, this is the 80s. Hey, it's 85. Let's, you know, have the, a Russian bad guy and make it about the Cold War and shit. And while it's so stupid and cheesy, it's still great, and there's a cool Survivor song, and the fight's really good. It's got Dolph Lundgren, man, and that was his. That was his debut. Yeah. That was fucking Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, and gotta lo gotta love it. If only for giving the world the ridiculousness oh, yeah. that is Dolph Lundgren. And then Rocky Five, he's like, okay, we're gonna take take it back to the way it was. You know, we're gonna take it back to Rocky One. We're gonna he's gonna lose all of his money. He's gonna go back and be in Philadelphia in his old neighborhood. And I hear it's always sunny there. It's not in this movie. They <laughs> they tried really hard, and it's only eh which is a bummer. But then he's like, okay, 16 years later, I'm going to do Rocky 6 because I didn't feel like the character got the proper ending in Rocky 5 and it's fucking great. Not as good as the first one, of course. Was that was that Rocky Balboa? Fuck that Rocky Balboa shit. I hate it. <laughs> I'm hating. I'm hating the way they're titling all these sequels, but then and then Creed and then Creed came out, which that 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 makes sense because he is the central character, not yeah. Rocky. Rocky yeah. is an incidental character. But while everybody else is like, "Hey, man, you going to see the new Star Wars movie?" I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm not focused on that right now." Rocky's coming out, Creed. Uh, so. I need to get past that first because if it's not good, I'm going to freak out. And it turned out to be just as good as the first one. It's up there like that. As good as the first Rocky movie. Yeah, it's that right up there. That is ridiculously high praise. Honestly, I'm kind of angry at you for saying that. 
<laughs> because even if it's a great movie, I feel like I'm going to be disappointed now. It will always be number two to that first fucking movie. Guaranteed. But it's definitely the second best Rocky movie. We'll have to give it that. Okay. okay. Well, it's yeah, it's important to qualify that because you, you say as good as Rocky and that sets an unreasonably high bar. <laughs> I know, I know. Rocky is legitimately one of the greatest movies of all fucking time. It's like, my... like seriously, if if I made a top ten list, that would be in the top five. I was gonna say that that is my second favorite movie, just behind Back to the Future. So there's two completely different movies. Yeah, that, in my top that is two. wow. I mean. <laughs> Wow. Talk about yin and yang. Yep. You have a movie in Back to the Future that has no real character development really for the main character. At least he's just from A to B. He just needs to fuck it. He just wants to go home. And then all of the side characters kind of develop around him. And then you have a very character focused movie on the other end. (laughs) Like it's such a character driven movie. Like it would be nothing without any of the characters. If Rocky was just a blank like Marty McFly is, it would be unwatchable. If Burt Reynolds was cast as Rocky, like I think they actually considered that movie would not have been as good. There would not be six sequels i'm going to agree with you it probably would have been okay cav- with but. the caveat that burt reynolds is still fucking awesome and i would totally if i could dip into a parallel universe i would watch that movie in a second okay i me too just because i'm always curious about shit like that i would never want to <laughs> replace the movie we have but i would definitely want to see it none of that last action hero shit where no. stallone is the terminator no <laughs> I would love to see Stallone as the Terminator, too. I think if Schwarzenegger hadn't existed for it, Stallone could have been a pretty good Terminator. You know, it probably would have been Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren would have been a better Terminator. I fucking love Dolph Lundgren. Not better than Schwarzenegger. No, d- no. But better than Stallone. Oh, man. Fuck it. All, all this shit. I'm getting all excited because I like Rocky so much, and we we, were, we spent a whole t- 10 minutes talking How the fuck did we get on Rocky <laughs> from the dark backward? This movie is... It, this doesn't even exist in the same universe. I mean, literally, it doesn't... It only exists in the same universe in the sense that we're in the same universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep the dark backwards super fucking weird and it exists and in a different universe the story exists in a different universe and all i wanted was for wayne newton to sing donka shane and i didn't get it i, w- I would like <sighs> to see rocky drink some blumps pork juice he beats a side of beef <laughs> with his that's, that's not a euphemism eggs. that's not a euphemism for jacking off it's <laughs> he literally punches a side of beef I don't know. I'm just trying to bring it back. <laughs> just trying to bring it back because we're so... I don't know if we can. We're so fucking far off topic at this point. The Dark Backward, starring Judd Nelson, <laughs> Bill Paxton, and Wayne Newton. The incomparable Wayne Newton. And his weird-ass mustache. And his weird-ass drawn-on mustache. <laughs> I, I wonder if he had a template that he just set over it and then brushed it on. Adam Rifkin probably walked up to him every morning and said, all right, this is what it's going to look like today. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get the gestures, folks. He, <laughs> he he just does these these hard thrashing, one left, one right, and that's it. <laughs> I will pose the question again. Where do they come up with this weird shit? But even more so, why did he get such a weird high concept and then have that concept not actually do anything? I know you, you explained away like the metaphor of him finally being ready to sell out somebody who helped him out and then losing what made him special, but what the fuck? I don't think it could have gone anywhere else, honestly. I don't see how you could have a satisfying ending and have him succeed this was a tragedy it had to end that way (laughs) i'm rewriting it right now and i just want he's writing it into a new rocky movie a middling (laughs) rocky sequel more like army of darkness but hang on uh that arm should have morphed into an entire clone of him and his clone murders him and fucking is really good at comedy oh there you go oh all right all right i could see that but nope instead they're just like fuck it the arm's gone bye bye arm bill paxton's character and then then gus completely betrays him to the clone because the clone is more successful and then laura flynn boils all over it and 
Then he kills them both because fuck those two. No, he, he <laughs> killing is too easy. That's a cop out. Can he eat them? Ooh, what if they eat him? And then they gain his power. <laughs> what is this District 9? With those crazy uh, Haitians fucking eating the alien parts to gain their weird alien powers. <laughs> I haven't watched District 9 in a long time. I forgot most of that movie. It's a good movie, though. That movie's fucking awesome. It was really good. That's one that people are like, I don't like that movie. And I'm like, you're wrong. That's okay. That has nothing to do with anything. Is he though. making a new movie? I mean, he's got to be, right? Mm-hmm. He's a good filmmaker. Neil Bolenkamp. Neil Blomkamp, he was Blomkamp. going to do Star Wars, but something happened. Wasn't he going to do the one Ryan Johnson did? I think. I, I don't remember. Wasn't he going to do like a side story of some kind? I don't remember. I do recall hearing his name attached to Star Wars, but then I, I didn't think that really ever went anywhere. He was going to do something really... I would uh, hate. Honestly, yeah. I would hate to see him do a Star Wars movie. Not because I don't think he could do it well. I don't think the studio would let him do it well. Right. I right. think the It'll studio a... would, would strangle holding. He's a great filmmaker and the studio would just turn it into a chunk of shit. It'll be another Josh Trank situation. Fantastic Four. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Or it would be any of the fucking Star Wars. It would be fucking Rogue One or Last Jedi. It doesn't matter. Like they're all they're all solid film, with the exception of J.J. Uh, Abrams, who's not that great a filmmaker. He's a great nostalgia milker. But with you know, I mean, they're they're taking solid filmmakers and just strangleholding them until they make a chunk of shit. Eh, I didn't hate the Last Jedi. I, I know didn't hate. I know I, everybody else did, but I didn't hate it. Okay. I actually, I actually liked it that it was really different. I just don't think it was everything it really could have been. Oh no, not at all. I mean, there was like obviously all the things that I wanted to see. I'm like, it's too obvious, but at the same time, it's Star Wars. It's not exactly. It's not known anything for crazy it, for its we, subtlety. Yeah. Like, there should have been different twists, but I don't give a shit that Luke died. I wish he died in a more epic fashion, though. Spoiler alert, by the way. Luke's dead. So yeah, is Han. Who gives a shit? Somebody might. I, think, I, I doubt I, it. I, I feel like the financial failure of Solo was a good omen in the end. I look forward to those movies tanking left and right. I know. And I, I hope they stop making them. As I'm editing all these episodes, you bring we bring that up a couple times, and you're just like, fuck Solo. Fuck that movie. I hope it fucking fails miserably. Like, I want it to be good, but I don't want it to do well. <laughs> I do still want to see it. I I am <laughs> going too. to see it. Me too. Fucking A. As soon as I can download it legitimately without paying anybody, but legitimately. We'd I don't show do, you. I don't do illegal things. We'd show you air quotes if, if this was on video. I would download it 100% legitimately, just making sure no one's getting paid for it. So there's no way to bring it back around to that from that. Are they in hell? All I want to say is fuck Star Wars. <laughs> the reason it was special is because they left us wanting more. As soon as they gave us what we wanted... It turned to shit. And fuck all of us for paying them to do it. <laughs> and I like Star Wars, but overall, I'm indifferent. I don't give a shit. Is that, is that, is that an okay place to stand? <laughs> uh, it's totally fine. I, I, I don't care what people's opinions are. I'm not trying to tell people to have my opinion. I just want them to know my opinion. That's because fair. that's ultimately all that matters is knowing my opinion. But yeah, I give I give up on like uh, big fanboy franchises because they're never going to do it the way I want them to do it. So I just got to accept what is. That actually does bring me back to this movie because it's kind of mind blowing that this movie ever got made. I was thinking that like who the fuck greenlit this thing and who gave it money? Somebody okay. somebody threw at least several hundred thousand dollars at this movie, if not you know a million or two. And it's extraordinarily impressive that someone took a risk like that because there's no way this movie made its money back. There's no way, and there's no reason. It should have. I, I want to emphasize that that based on the pitch, 
There is nothing in this movie that screams commercial success in a sales pitch. But I'm so glad that it's out there, and I'm so glad that somebody had the faith to put money behind this movie. Shit, usually Wikipedia has the budgets, but it does not have it on here. That's how obscure this movie is. That's how out of nowhere this picture is, you know? (laughs) Shit. The Dark Backward performed extremely poorly during its limited run, making only $28,654. That does not surprise me at all. Holy shit. But I love that they have the money down to $4. (laughs) Somebody did some research, man. Yeah. Fucking Judd Nelson's great, though. We need more Judd Nelson in the world. I do love Judd Nelson. I think I'll probably always love Judd Nelson, no matter how many shit movies he does. Is he going to show up in J.M. Silent Bob the reboot as that fucking sheriff guy again? I hope he does. Oh, that would be sweet. He's not going to, that but he be, should. Oh, it'll be so sweet. I don't know. Judd Nelson, he, he's not Corey, don't get me wrong, but he is one of those guys who every time I see he's in something, I'm like, oh God, I want this to be good. I want this to be good. And say what you will about like Boondock Saints 2, but he was fun and ridiculous I never, I didn't movie. know he was in Boondock Saints 2. That might actually make me want to watch Boondock Saints 2, which I had no desire to watch when it's, it came out. It's okay. It was good the first couple I times loved, I watched it. I love the original out. Boondock Saints, and I just felt like, why do we need more of this? This is the, It's perfect the way it is. We don't need to pile onto it. It's okay. It's an okay movie. Let's, yeah. <laughs> it's watchable. Have you seen, have, have you seen uh, on the Judd Nelson topic, have you seen Nurse? 3D. No, is that a horror movie? Yeah, it stars, uh, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it right, but Paz de la Huerta, the gal who plays Steve Buscemi's mistress in Boardwalk Empire, at least in season one. And it stars the girl who plays Suri on 30 Rock. I thought you were going to say Black Panther, because I know who that is. (laughs) Uh, How about the gal who stars in Tucker and Dale vs. Evil? The chick from Sex Drive? Oh, yeah, that's right. She is in Sex Drive. I keep forgetting. Yeah, Miss Juicy. Miss Miss Tasty. Miss Tasty. Yeah, Miss Tasty. That's right. She stars in it with Paz de la Huerta. And then Judd Nelson stars as the lecherous head whatever of this hospital. He's like head surgeon or something like that. And he's a complete slime ball. Paz de la Huerta dismembers him. Oh, she's in The Editor. Oh, which I will watch at some point. Yes, you need to watch it. She plays The Editor's Wife, who is a complete fucking nutball. <laughs> I thought that movie, it was it was one of those movies that I was, I want to pick it up. I want to watch it. Then I'm like, oh, it's, it's got to be like in a foreign language. But then I realized it wasn't. It totally looks like it should be. Because they keep language. on talking about uh, the guy uh, who they were talking about and comparing themselves with, whose name I can't remember for some reason. It's not Lucio Fulci. It's the other Italian guy. Bava Dario Argento. Argento. There we go. Yeah. It's very much in the... I mean, it, it's a shameless uh, <laughs> tribute to... I say tribute pretty loosely. It's a complete ripoff, but in the best possible way. I think they did it on purpose, though. No, yeah, they absolutely. Did. They clearly were big fans, and they really knocked it out of the park. The editor's a, a fantastic movie. You should definitely watch it. Let's wrap it up a little bit. But uh, final thoughts on the dark backward and this fucking weird shit with the third arm and the and the. I love it. I'm definitely going to be watching it again in the future. Of course, I own it, so that's not going to be a problem for me. It whereas you know I I understand people who might listen to this and be like, why the fuck would I ever want to go out and pay money? Honestly, it's just so fucking weird. If the idea of David Lynch and John Waters collaborating to make the grimiest movie ever appeals to you, then you should definitely watch this movie because it will not disappoint and for me i almost bought it and i'm glad i didn't (laughs) i watched it for free on amazon prime so do that (laughs) it it, it, but i'm glad i watched it okay let's let's say that i'm glad i watched it because it was super weird and i get to tell people all about it so bottom line watch it yeah yeah give it a good watch once and then you're gonna probably want to watch it again because it'll weird you out enough just you know don't try to explain to the kids why the guy has a third arm they'll never understand (laughs) Why is the guy from Breakfast Club trying to... Why is he all sweaty?
I don't know. And you can trick them by super gluing a fucking fake arm to their back when they wake up one morning. I don't know. Speaking of a third arm, use your third arm to pick up your phone and follow us on social media. Follow us at, uh, fuck, Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bad. I'm bad at this. Facebook, Twitter, and I want to say Google Plus because of Ray William Johnson because he always used to do that. Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus. Uh. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, though, because Instagram didn't exist yet, at the Shark Pod. And if you want to give us money for all this fucking random babbling that we do about babble, whatever babble, weird babble, shit, babble, babble, babble. go ahead and go to patreon.com slash sharks across Hollywood. Give us money. Make us happy. Feed our children. It's just going to go to buying Power Rangers shit. Next year next year but should i make another wayne newton joke and say donka shane to everybody please do donka well, no 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 wait wait, wait. I'm, I'm not gonna sing it that was the caveat dude <laughs> only if you sing it you sing it no you're, come on i want to hear you i want to hear the one, you i want to hear you go out on the limb you're the one who wants it you want the, it so bad you're the one who has the beautiful voice i don't sing there's a reason i, I may have music. a beautiful voice but i'm no wayne newton me neither i have a better mustache than his mine's real that's true but anyways let's call it on wayne newton's mustache <laughs> Fuck, this is weird. Stay jawsome, everybody.